0: Good morning. Hopefully you guys are doing outstanding today. Welcome to the midweek show. Jeez, time is flying by. I don't know about you guys, but it sure the heck is for me. But I got my coffee. Hopefully you have yours. We can have a nice relaxing show today, cover some topics. So Let's just dive into that. Welcome to Break the Cycle with DSD. I am your host, Dwayne. I am not a therapist. I'm an individual much like you. Basically, we do peer support here. Been through a tough experience over the last nine years or so. And out of that, out of the ashes of that, I developed tips and techniques that I use for myself that I share with you to help you get your life back. Break the Cycle of Abuse and strengthen the relationship with your kids if you uh, are thinking about diagnosing your ex with a personality disorder <laughs> don't <laughs> only a licensed professional can can actually diagnose an individual with an issue just be careful don't throw away your credibility and hurt your position by under having having it undermine your well, I guess basically your position. If you like what's going on here and you want to support it, you can become a YouTube channel member of the channel. <clears throat> and when you do, you get special badges, custom emojis, your names listed in the credit, member-only events, and access to the member-only area of the Discord. There is a public area too, so the Discord's still a great place for additional support. If you want to get notified via text message when the show goes live, you can do that by texting DSD Live to 844 598 0012, 844 598 0012. And speaking of phone calls, if you want to call into today's show, you can do that by dialing 424 373 5483, 1424 373 5483, or, DS- or DSD Live. And on that, oh, this year, I swear, our time is just speeding up. Although I will say that at the beginning of the year, it sure didn't feel like it. It's like, oh my God, this is going to be the longest year ever. I mean, can you believe? I mean, for this is the 16th of December already. It's like, what in the world? Crazy. I just want to mention before we start diving into everything that uh, I'm. T- <clears throat> excuse me. Tomorrow I asked uh, Caleb Leverett to come on to the show, and the reason I'm asking him to do that is he's basically kind of moved on from the uh, the activism type thing, and he's just trying to live his life. And he ended up buying a, a really small sailboat because he's been talking about doing something like that forever. And he's actually doing it. And if I if everything works out tomorrow, he'll join the show from his sailboat somewhere near. I I think he's on the Gulf side, so I think he's he's on his little boat. And I the the thing I think is just interesting about that are the reason I like. His story, and I know there's some people who don't like him. It's kind of like a love-hate relationship with him, but we have all been through the ringer on this. You know, you don't enter family court and your life isn't fundamentally altered. And typically, there is a loser. Well, everyone loses in this, but some people are basically destroyed. Well, it's always, doesn't it always seem that the other people just kind of just live their lives and nothing ever happens and family courts, not after them and all that kind of stuff. And in, anyways, so he is, uh, it was, I remember when I talked to him like last year, he's like, you know, I, I want to, I'm going to sell my house. I'm going to, or get out of my house. Cause he didn't have a house he was renting and then he got, well, anyways, whatever. And uh, he was like, I'm going to get an RV or I really want a sailboat. And, uh, you know, it was kind of like one of those things was like a pipe dream. You know, I look at it like there's some dreams I have, some things I'd really like to do. I mean, there have been many times over the course of the last nine years where I'm just like, man, you know, I'm grateful for my career, but it's like, you know, you get to the point where you want to do something different, but you can't because you have obligations And you can't just walk. It's weird, right? In normal life prior to divorce, you could get up one day or if you don't, if you've never been married, you never, you don't have anything like that. You can get up one day and say, you know what? I'm changing my life. I don't want to live where I'm living anymore. I don't want to work in this career and I'm going to do something different and you can do it and you can downsize and you could sleep on someone's couch if you need to or, or whatever, you know, to make ends meet but the second you get involved in family court and and you're the payee I'm not sure how it would be for the payer but if you if you have been designated that a significant portion of your or any portion of your income must be paid to the other person you no longer have the option to downsize you can upsize you know, if you can go from making 50 grand a year to 100 grand a year or 100 grand a year to 200 grand a year, but let's say you're making let's say you're making 100 grand a year, you get assessed support and you are just burnt out. This thing takes it out of you and you're like, "Man, I need to take a downgrade. I need to go do something else. I need to leave my crazy job and I want to be a gardener and just, you know, trim grass and make yards look not look nice." Or even if let's say that's something you wanted to do, I'm just using it as an analogy. I don't you know, I like yard work, so to speak. But, but I'm just saying that, you know, if you decided that, you know, hey, I want to do something different. Well, if that means losing money, you effectively can't. I mean, that was a situation in, uh, for me because I ha- and I still, I still have a bogey I have to pay. If I lost my job, more than likely, the state of California would say, well, you used to make this amount of money. You should be able to continue to make it. And we'll just we'll just put that in arrears for you. We'll just keep that balance in the system and encourage you to go back and start making more money. And uh, anyways, my point about this is when you get caught up in this machine, you can feel like... Like there's no hope of getting out of it, that it's just going to destroy you. And it can, and I encourage anyone who's in that mode, do everything in your power to stay current. If that doesn't work, try to get the numbers reduced. Uh, I would be careful about it if you do. Just understand that I've, there's, you know, sometimes or a lot of times people go into court to get their numbers reduced and like, well, while we're here. Let's just increase it. I would definitely encourage you to look at your um you know, your states Oh, please don't reset everything. I have my computer wanting to update thing. Uh you know, your state um Man, that completely threw my th- threw my train of thought. I hate that. But, but bottom line what I'm saying is is it There is life after this. Don't get eaten, if you at all possible, don't get eaten by the machine. I know everyone says, stay out of family court, and that's absolutely true. However, one person can, they, they control it, you know? I'm sure every one of us would have loved to go to their their ex and say, okay, let's have an amicable Amical divorce, separation, let's work this out. Let's focus on, on being there for our child, our children. But when you have one person who has alternate plans or who wants total control or who wants to erase you out of everyone's life or at least the kids' lives and their lives, but uh, it makes it impossible and you have no choice. You know, they force you to get drugged through the machine. And the only way I mean, I've had people say that to me, and it's like, I didn't want to go through this. I didn't want to deal with this. I didn't want to dump tens of thousands of dollars all over the, you know, just on the I mean, just light it on fire. And uh but at the end of the day, I had no choice. The ex is like, I've decided that, you know, you shall be a visitor, I will be the primary, I will take all your money. I will have all decision-making capabilities and the only way for me to have stayed out of court and see, I wouldn't have stayed out of court because they would have, I would have, I would have agreed to that. Then they would have done child support enforcement. Then it would have just been, you know, just one mess after the other. And guys, let me just throw this out here to most people. Narcissistic toxic people generally don't, unless you beat them down, they don't go away, they are going to stay there. I've known, I've known people personally, even one of them, um, a woman who ended up basically getting forced to, uh, give up her parental rights because, and her ex played a number. I mean, that that was actually multi-state jurisdiction problem. You know, like the divorce started in California, then they moved to Florida And then they moved to Georgia and then they got the location switched to a different state. So, you know, California said one thing and Florida said another and Georgia said something else. And, you know, so now this person is having to pay an attorney in three different states and, and, you know, they do emergency orders and it was just, it was a mess. And finally she lost and uh, they forced her to sign away her rights. Now you would think, Okay, you won. Leave me the F alone. Don't rub it in. Guess what happens? You know, your kid, you know, your your kid that's not your kid needs dental work. Don't you care? You know, I mean, it was just like continually like, hey, we took everything from you, but now we're going to just remind you of this situation and try to guilt you to pay more and do more. It was just, it's horrible. These people are effing horrible. Anyways. That was weird. I didn't mean to go down that. So tomorrow's discussion isn't going to be about this. Tomorrow's discussion is, well, it might be a little bit about this, but this discussion is going to be more about, you know, how somebody went through a nightmare scenario, lost everything, lost their, ultimately lost their career. Not because of this, just because of, uh, uh, the economy. And, you know, I mean, you can only do, he does, uh, Diesel engine mechanic, Caterpillar work. And, you know, he just basically got retired. I have a buddy in the film business that that basically they just stopped calling him. You know, some people, their careers just retire them. And when I say retire, it doesn't mean you get anything. It just means they don't pay you anymore. They don't call you anymore. Man, I feel like I'm being negative. But what I'm trying to say is is that uh, there's, there's life on the other side of this. I mean, I did not feel it. I did not feel that there was life on the other side of this. I felt that this was, this had just destroyed my life, my future. And any chance or opportunity that I was going to have to do anything that I wanted was uh, just gone. I remember a buddy of mine, buddy of mine early on in this. You know, I'm like, sometimes I feel like I'm inspector gadget. You know, I like technology stuff and, and stuff he's like, man, you're going to get knocked down on this. You know, there's not going to be any more phones, not going to be any more, you know, new cars. There's not going to, you know, you're, you're basically going to be screwed for a long time. And when you're at the beginning stages of this, the worst, I mean, I understand people sometimes are like, well, let me, uh, you know, let, let you understand what it is so that whenever it hits you, you're not surprised, but it's bad all the way. If you, um, you know, if you, if you, if someone's telling you all this stuff and you're anticipating, you know, destruction, I mean, that's bad. And it's bad whenever you're sitting there living it too. And I lived it for quite a few years. You know, I lived paycheck to paycheck. I almost was going to live at my office because I couldn't afford to drive back and forth to the house. Uh, I mean, just, and what I meant by that is like, okay, well maybe if I was at the point where it's like, well, okay, the time I don't have the kids, if maybe if I just stayed in my office, then I don't, I'm not running my electricity, I'm not driving, putting gas in the car. I had a truck, I still have the truck, but at the time it was just killing me, you know, 17 miles of the 17 or 18 miles of the gallon, when when gas was what four or five dollars a gallon. I mean, I, I was just like, oh my god, I don't even have the ability to put gas in the car. Anyways, my point on this is. It may seem bleak, and I'm seeing some comments. Oh, I missed a super chat. Let me come back up with this. I'm sorry. I'll just stop for a second. Clover B, thank you so much for... Hold on a second. Skip this version. Oh, my God. It's like update day. Uh, From Clover B, thank you so much for the super chat. You didn't say anything, though. Moderator Debbie, if Clover B asked a question, can you grab it so I can uh, address it? So thank you so much for that. Super Chats are definitely appreciated. Ow. Mm. I, you guys, I, okay, I, I know I'm not a spring chicken. Ah, but for whatever reason, lately, I like to sleep with my hands above my head or out, right? And I guess I've hit in that threshold of age and time that the, that the old chassis starting to wear down. And now my shoulder just bothers me. There were no, I see no words. There were no words. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, not annoying. And the other thing I just want to mention on that, when I've, I hate it when I do that. I apologize for tapping the mic. When I first started this, I was so worried that I was going to be sitting in idle, being able to do nothing, just burning time. Burning time, and that my time would run out, and I would never get the possibility or the option to enjoy enjoy life or or uh, recover from this. Now, I mean, to be perfectly honest, I would have, I would love for this all to be over at forty, you know, and have. All my 40s to uh, to be out from underneath family court and the ex. But but what I'll say is is I was so worried about that, but God, my life is turned around. You know, I mean yes, some of those worries, financial worries and stuff I had back then are still are still in play. But the interesting part is that my life is so much calmer. It's so much better. I feel. I mean, there's still stress, but I mean, it doesn't. Feel, it doesn't feel hopeless, right? And I and I think that's the key thing that you need to remember is that you can. You can be in the front or in the beginning stages of this. You can feel like there is no hope. Just. Don't dive into that catastrophic way of thinking and just go head head first into it like I did. Because it doesn't accomplish accomplish anything. And I'm and I'm telling you, kind of like what we were talking about the other day, you know, the acceptance, perseverance, and perspective. Those three things coupled together change everything. And even when I still had three kids on the dole, I like to call it the dole. (laughs) I think my dad used to say that, that in ransom. Anyways, when I was still paying ransom on all the kids, I'll say it that way. Uh, I found peace in my life, you know, I found a way to, to just be happy. Now, 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 granted, two kids have dropped off. Finances are starting to ease up. You know, there's light at the end of the tunnel. I have like a little less than three more years. And, you know, in some ways, I mean, I'd never do a boat thing because I don't. But I mean, don't necessarily like that. But I mean, that idea of just the freedom to be like, man, you're done you've made it through it is really cool. Anyways, I'm going to check some comments out. The phone lines are open. You can call in one four two four three seven three five four eight three. If you have a success story you want to share, let me know. Let me see. I'm trying to see what, what is going on. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Oh, Ruben, buddy, man, found out I was right about my ex, but still can't be happy about being right. I knew I wasn't crazy. God, you know, it, it's, it's funny you say that, man, because that's another one of those things that are just really annoying about this process. One would think that once you realize that you're dealing with somebody that's not quite right and that you're not crazy, you would think... That you would feel significantly better. And maybe for a moment you do. It's like, yeah, I'm right. And then you're like, oh, crap, I'm right. I don't know how many times I went through that to where it's like I, I would just kind of just get caught in this loop. It just It's almost like you get stuck asking, and I'll ask you this, Ruben. Do you get stuck just kind of asking yourself, why? Why the hell did this happen? Because I know I sure did. And every time I had an epiphany or an awakening or whatever you want to call it, it was really difficult to be happy. It's like this situation just beats you down. Last caller. I'll hit that in a second. Um, anyways. Oh, I guess I'm missing what... Clover is Clover's is asking questions but I don't I don't see the question. hey Debbie can you, you I see where you said um, that's true Dwayne's ex managed to do that to his young. what are we talking about? Can you pull that up and, and while I'm waiting for that I will Alex had asked let me see if I can find his comment Alex I'll just read it Alex says uh, any suggestion on how to prevent the scenario from the caller the last caller yesterday? And that was a scenario where a lady had called and her, I think it was her new husband, her, so her husband's ex, ex's ex-stepdaughter is now accusing him of being um, of uh, inappropriate touching, so to speak, so I don't get completely demonetized. Here's the here's the sad reality, and that, that's very common. Unfortunately, it doesn't happen in every case. It honestly, it's you have to be realistic about the situation and understand the risks. The the problem is with this, let's see, how do I want to say this? The problem is you can feel and it and in, in a lot of ways is true you can feel that this person that you've escaped from or the two who's left you depending on whatever the case is is still screwing with your life. And the reality is they can still screw with your life. And that particular caller if I remember correctly they're dealing with custody issues. And they're now dealing with a criminal case. The case has been referred to the criminal division and they're being investigated for that inappropriate relations with a, well, I'm assuming the child would be even lower, probably a 14, 15-year-old kid. And it's, so the advice for dealing with it, be very cautious of what you do be very cautious of who you ha- allow into your life and understand that there's always an inherent risk with these people that they will do anything to win the problem is is not obviously apparent it's not obviously apparent whether they're telling the truth or they're lying so the system is going to j- basically believe them and it is a very common tactic for an abusive ex, or let me just say, for, for an ex to claim, an, especially in the middle of a custody battle, some type of criminal activity as it either pertains to them, meaning the adults, or the children. And then you're dealing with both of those issues. So bottom line is, if, if you suspect... Okay, here's the thing. The short version is this. If you have an ex that you suspect would allege those type of allegations, be very careful about who you bring into your life. Be very careful about what you tell your ex. I would say probably somebody like this if you were single and you were not in a relationship, but they hear that you are the happiest you've ever been and you bought yourself a new motorcycle and you're cruising around enjoying life, it wouldn't surprise me if they are like, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. What do you mean you're, you're happy? You're supposed to be miserable. Well, how do I make you miserable? And then they, they do this type of stuff. So it's one of, I mean, guys, Really, that's one of the reasons. I mean, it's one of the considerations that Debbie and I have had on why we don't live together. Because what are the what are the consequences of that thing? Now, do I think that my ex would would? Well, let me back up. Yeah, there's a couple of scenarios where I could see her playing that type of game uh, when the kids were early, when the kids were younger. But. I mean that was part of our decision matrix, right? I mean, and here's the thing: this is really unfair for a new relationship person who jumps into these things. They don't realize that your, you know, your ex is Satan, and I'm joking. I'm being sarcastic when I say that. But what I'm saying, what I mean is, is that you know they, they don't realize how difficult it really is because most people don't don't think it's as bad. You know, they see you and they're like, well, yeah, you know, those people are stupid who have those really toxic relationships. This can't be bad. And then they get in the middle of it and then then they, you know, they get attached to you and you guys develop a relationship and then they're right in the middle of the crap show too. And, you know, you can make, you can adjust your, you know, you can accept the situation, you can adjust your perspective and you can... uh, have perseverance but when they start attacking you in a different way it's it's hard to get that you know it's hard to put up the barriers on that I mean honestly I mean I don't know I've never asked Debbie this but but I mean if if what some type of accusation like that came up levied against her I mean I don't know at what point do you say you know what this is just it's too much I can't deal with it so, anyways, all right. Let me scroll around. So, according to Debbie Clover, oh, all right. Wait a minute. Was it? See now I'm confused on trying to Clover be okay. All right. Let me see. Oh, I also see. Well, let me see what Caleb is saying too. So there's a lot of stuff going on. Now it's a matter of trying to figure it all out. Oh, I see Debbie say something about don't place your yeah, don't put your personal numbers in here. Uh, oh, that must be why there's a discussion of the Discord here. Here's the thing: if you're looking for people and you want to connect in here, and this is a good segue into this, let me try to pull this up. Join the DSD Discord. Even though I mentioned that if you become a member, there's a page, you know, there's a there's a special section. of it, well, 95% of it is open, not open to the public per se, but, uh, doesn't, does all you got to do is make an account. And when you do that, and then you just validate that you're, you're, uh, a real person, I'll add you in to the other areas to get into it. The easiest way is, uh, I think, I think Debbie might have posted in the com- or in the live chat a comment, I, if I remember correctly, in the uh, in the show notes and the video description. There's a link for it, and on the main page on YouTube, it's uh, the little icon over on the right. You can see the the in the main banner. You have the link for the website, a link for PayPal if you want to just help buy me a coffee, and you don't want to do it through YouTube through Super Chat or whatever. And then there's the Discord. If you do the Discord, you can do voice, you can do text, you know, you can directly text or communicate via text on people. You can do audio just with between two people or with other people in the thing. And you can even use it as video calls. I think it's, it's good because that way you're not giving out your personal information. You're not just giving some random person or posting your phone number publicly for everyone to see. You have a, you have a way to where you can connect with people and if something goes wrong, and that person isn't who, you know, you they isn't who they say they are or whatever. You can easily turn around and I mean just delete everything and knock it out, you know, or even, you know, I mean so there's options to protect you. Anyways, I digress. Let me scroll down some more. Oh, let me get back on the main main screen. Let's see. Oh, this is interesting. John made a comment where he says, uh, uh, when we when we would have a big snowstorm, the kids would be outside playing all day. The ex would stay inside and complain it was too cold out and made us all feel guilty. We were outside sledding. How dare you be happy and do something if it's not something I like? Yep. You know, and that's just an example of one of those red flags that you feel That's not the right word that that you see when you're going through it. All right. I'm scrolling around. I want to see if I missed anything from when I was talking to Ruben. Now Ruben had said he uh, just feels so defeated. You're going to feel that way for a little while. I felt that way, but it doesn't, it, that feeling doesn't last forever. I mean, it'll last a long time. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, it's not like... See, that's the other thing that I always found frustrating about this, when people would say, oh, it gets better. And, you know, most of the time, I think, don't, don't most of us think that when someone says, oh, it, it gets better, you think, oh, okay, well, in a couple months, few weeks, it'll get better. Now, sometimes it takes a few years. But it does get better. It does get better. Oh, Yeah. A lone parent, I liked like my, my spring chicken comment. <laughs> rotator cuff, met, met that bear says, rotator cuff, mess mine up sleeping too. What the hell? I can't even sleep now without hurting myself? My God. <laughs> I thought I was falling apart in my 40s. Holy crap. <laughs> Thinking about maybe trying to pick up one of those special pillows for that. Maybe that would help. Maybe just at least take some of the pressure off to get things back in order before it really messes it up. Anyways. Ruben says, the guy I accused her of talking behind my back to years ago is the guy she's dating now. Everyone called me crazy. Yeah, and I would imagine Reuben typically to be like, well, we weren't doing anything then, but he was such a mean person and so controlling and paranoid. And Billy and I are just, we were just friends, and now we blossomed into the most romantic race relationship ever. Oh, there's Alex, uh, Alex's question from that I just answered. So finally found that. Anyways. Nah, it's tough, man. You know? And that and that gaslighting and cognitive dissonance, where you just—I know those two different things, but I mean, just where you you just start questioning yourself. You're like, wait a minute, what's my reality? Something doesn't feel right. No, you're just being paranoid. Oh, Alex has said, was it the father being accused or the stepson? It was the father. I don't know. If, I don't know if he had uh, in that scenario. I can't remember. I think they had younger kids, so, um, but, uh, yeah, it's bad all the way around shit. You know, you do it to a child. I mean, if they turned around and the kids got accused of it and if they, I mean, if someone, uh, you know, alleges and or puts an accusation like that out there, excuse me, Uh, typically law enforcement gets involved and it just starts going down the process. Oh, you know what? I was going to make, I need to, I was going to make, I'm a for tomorrow's show. I'm a little worried that there's going to be, uh, um, extra trolls. So I am going to, the wise chat manager had offered to moderate. So I'm going to add him as a moderator for, to, uh, to help control the chat, excuse me. So I'm glad I remembered that because the only way I know to do that is during a live show. All right. Um, okay. Okay. Oops. Oh, I see Clover B says something. Oh shoot, maybe this is what's happening. I'm happy and successful now. Oh man. I've I've I missed whatever. I'm trying to scroll around. I don't know what else you have been saying, but but I'll tell you little story, I think Clover you're new. I remember calling a child support service, the California Department of Child Support Services in my area. And I think this was around the time my, uh, my oldest son was dropping off or maybe my middle daughter. I don't remember. And I was just, we were just chatting. I like to be sarcastic and see if I can make people laugh. You know, I'm going to do it in a, in a, in a fun way, not just being a butthead. And the lady was laughing and whatever. And we got on the topic of, uh, you know, just talking about the past, what happened and the lady said to me she goes man you don't know how many ex-wives as you know who who can be remarried have a new life even have another kid from somebody else and their ex-husband gets engaged or gets married and they pick up the phone and they're like how do I make their life miserable I'm like seriously she goes oh it's bad and you know the system is set up in such a way that uh you know, if they say the magic words in the right order, then things, uh, things start to happen, you know? And it's, uh, it's, it's real, which is the reason why I say, or I tell you guys that I'm okay with my ex thinking that I'm a disgruntled, angry, bitter person because the more she thinks she won, the more she leaves me alone. Now, granted, she's out of money and going back to court, you know, is, is tough. Sometimes Debbie and I talk and we think, you know, maybe some of the things she's doing is to trying to, is trying to force court to do, you know, to, to, but I don't know, you know, the reality is at least she's not doing that. But uh yeah, I would very, very much encourage people to be very close hold in what they're, what's going on in their lives and how things are going just so that you don't have that type of scenario. Wise chat master manager was just, I guess, giving the definition of silver bullet. It's anybody knew silver bullet is kind of what they just called this type of scenario we're talking about. And he says, uh, claim the silver bullet is where they claim you did something bad to them. Then project triangulate that you messed with the kids then enjoy all the free aid the system now provides them. Oh, that's the other aspect of it. I forgot about that, is that typically in that situation, then they get free attorneys and all kinds of extra stuff. Um, Again, it's just another example of how somebody will do whatever is in their best interest without any regard to the um, collateral damage and what happens with that. So, all right, I have a, actually I have two callers, but I'm going to go to the one saying... uh, MSA dealing with the aftermath, marriage separation agreement dealing with the aftermath. So, let's see, hello, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, can you hear me? I can hear you. Cool, cool. Yeah, I just, I, I just, I figured I'd, uh, I've never, never called in before. So, um, but uh, I don't know. Just like there was so many great topics or so many great things that everybody was saying that are you know just kind of you know par for the course. As far as um you know how things how things seem to go for like every one of us, yeah uh, i just i guess I was just kind of inspired to to phone in yeah um I Glad mean, you we've, did I, I've talked a lot about yeah i think i mean I I've talked about um in the member uh chat that we've had you know I, I've kind of shared my story there um I don't really I'm not too keen on on putting it out here. Cause I mean, you know, the stuff will be recorded and whatnot. So yeah,
0: yeah, I understand.
1: But, uh, but you know, I mean, it's just little things about like, you know, how, you know, there's really, there's, there's not much takeaway once you kind of realize what's going on. And it's, I mean, it does provide a little bit of relief, but like, you know, like you said, afterwards it's like, Oh great. I was right. And you know, then you start oh, kind yeah. of feel well now, what, you know? And um, I think, I don't know, what I try to take away from it, and I mean, I kind of had help with it because, you know, because of therapy and whatnot, but, uh, you know, my takeaway was like, you know, yeah, I'm not crazy, you know, and after, and I mean, after years and years of basically being made to think you're crazy, gaslighting and the double binds and everything, I mean, you uh, you know, my situation, you know, the gaslighting was not extremely effective because I just, had a general habit of saving text messages and things like that. So, you know, I would present that evidence and then realize later on that it doesn't matter to the other person. Um, but the double bind thing, I mean, it was almost like tactical, you know, I mean, every, every situation was like, Oh God, I, you know, damned if I do, damned if I don't. And, uh, you know, that it, it really, it, it's crazy making. So, yeah, you know, this, this you know, after all of that, then you, you know, it does provide a little bit of relief to know that, you know, you're not, you know, you're, you've been damaged. um, And, you know, and those things, you know, may come from, you know, other sources or whatever that kind of lead you know, codependency and whatnot that sort of bring you to where you're at. But, you know, you get to actually look at it and say, well, you know, this is really, this is not me. This is the other person instigating, setting things up. You know, that sort of thing. You know, the other thing that um that was really uh, that kind of touched home with me was, you know, the significant other, you know, or the next, uh, you know, supply that comes oh, into, yeah. you know, comes into view. And, uh, you know, with that situation, it was, you know, it was somebody it, it was an old ex coming back in into the into the picture. You know, and and sort of being, I guess, resupplying or whatever and you know and and that whole situation was just was awful because i mean it was instant it was like right away it was like oh, as of soon course. as the discard there was something else you know and of course you know like you said you know oh this is great there's you know the happiness and you know it's just so much better and, and you know and you know in my case it was like wow that's uh you know that was that was a shot in the gut so
0: hey let, let know, me just so let that, me just pause for a that, moment I, you, you do because I'm not sure how much you've, you've seen on this, but that is very common that they discard you are the, you know, the target and uh, you're the worst thing in the world. And, and it's like, you know, the next day they found their new soulmate and, and all it is, is them basically mirroring and recreating the scenario like the, with you, right? Cause typically when we look back at our old situations, the same thing happened to us. We were the best person. We were their soulmate. We were you know, the coup de grace, so to speak. And now we're not, I mean, it's, it's all an act. And I just, I mean, you, you probably know that. I just want to say that, you know, just in case you don't and for anyone else listening, because so often I, I hear from people who say, you know, I don't understand, you know, it's like now they're with the, you know, now their life is great. They're with their soulmate. They're showing pictures about how they're so happy and all that kind of stuff. And it's just like a dagger in the heart.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, and, and it's, and that's the whole thing. I mean, you can know this stuff and just like you said, you know, I, I mean, I definitely know it, but that doesn't, you know, knowing and feeling or, Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
0: You absolutely. Know,
1: think, you know, and, and oh, that's, it still and hurts like hell. No,
0: you you're bring, right. You know? You're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah.
1: And, and I think, you know, a lot of this stuff, like, you know, like I, I kind of followed suit like a lot, like a lot of other people, you know, as, as far as, you know, as soon as you kind of get the, uh, you know, get, gain the knowledge or at least the notion that you're in the situation that you are dealing with this kind of person. That's when, you know, that's when the search engine, you know, <laughs> you start putting the work into that and you yeah. surf the, you know, the YouTube channels and you try and find anybody who's just sort of in some kind of line yep. with what you're feeling or what you're going through or had similar stories. And, you know, and you kind of go down this checklist of like, yep, 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 yep. yeah, yep, you know, all that, that, all that happened. And, uh, I think that, um, you know, it's, it's like, I have stuff to say. It's like, that's sort of kind of a process that you kind of have to go through. And again, it does pro- provide some kind of relief, but, but at the end of it, you know, you still kind of left holding this, this, this bag of feelings and, you know, with all that information, you know, and, and again, and then something that I really do like about, um, about how you kind of structure Your shows and and the way that you provide the information is to sort of make sure that when you have this information that you don't just you don't misuse it. Um, Like like especially in court, you know, you don't want to go pointing the finger and saying things like, "Oh, well, they do this and they do that." Um, A really good friend of mine who um, was sort of you know at the ready as far as you know when I, I was feeling what I was feeling, needed to you know reach out to people. Uh, especially, you know, right before court or, you know, when things were about to happen, uh, you know, they would remind me, you know, stick to the facts. You're oh,
2: not, yeah. you're
1: not there to, um you're not there to, you know, to represent and make a case for this person's mental uh, deficiencies or, you know, mental faculties. You're there to establish that, um, that everything that you do is for the best interest of the child uh, you know, well, in cases of, of course, with with kids, um, you're there to establish that everything that you're doing is in good faith, and you you know you're there to establish that, especially anything that you are not, um, I guess, up to snuff with as far as uh, any any anything. If you you know got any kind of anger stuff to work out, or if you got any you know you know whatever, even if you don't, I mean, everything that you're doing. I mean, you know, for me, it was like parenting classes, therapy, you know, uh, keeping up on, on everything medical and dental and, and whatnot. And just, you know, you're showing up with an arsenal of facts. You, you show up with an arsenal of feelings. You're hosed. Um, it, it, it's, it's really, yeah, you're, you're hosed, you're completely host. And that was, you know, that was big for me. It was just, you know, you're there, you know, to show you know, you're there to show evidence in a, in a, in a sense. And basically what I did was I, you know, I, I, you know, gathered up everything that I had and everything that I had was sent to my lawyer and to the, and to the GAL. And, um, you know, when, when it came time for that, when, when everything, you know, was ready to go, it was, you know, there was nothing else to do. And it was basically just sit quiet and, you know, and let the legal system do what the legal system does. You know and that's that, that I think that's the other thing because I know that this is something we talk about a lot um, as far as you know the legal system being what it is, and it's really you know it is it's messed up yeah, and it does follow you know and i mean and and really a lot of stuff you know like with especially with like child services and and things like that you know with with silver bullets and whatnot, they have to because of a lot of discrepancies that they've dealt with in the past, yeah, they have to follow up on that stuff and they have to follow it up with kid gloves. So, I mean, it is also, you know, like, a, a, it's basically like a cover your ass kind of situation.
0: Yeah, You're absolutely. The, yeah.
1: You know what I mean? And they're, they're looking out to make sure that they don't get beat over the head from their higher ups and whatnot, because I mean, everybody's got an answer to somebody, you know, and, You know, especially where I was, child protective services had quite a few issues beforehand. So they started handling things a lot differently. You know, and now it's pretty much, you know, at the drop of a hat they follow up on stuff. Uh,
0: Yeah, I think they don't have a choice anymore when it comes
1: to things like right. I mean, so when it comes to stuff like that, I mean, it's it's really, again, you know, especially when accusations, uh, you know, start happening and whatnot. Right. You really have to you know, protect yourself. And sometimes that means, you know, not being able to, you know, do everything you want to do or in the way you want to do it. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I just, I think it, it's really smart the way you and Debbie factored in everything that you factored in yeah, when thanks, making ma'am. a decision about your lives together. You know what I mean? That's, that's, that, that's, I mean, unfortunately it's, it's hard to make, you know, intelligent decisions when you're under the influence of so, uh, so much emotion. Yeah. But um, again, that's, that's sort of what they're reaching out is all about. Like I, I, I genuinely, genuinely believe that if not for having, you know, genuine friends who, you know, weren't listening to one side or the other and just kind of saying, well, you know, this is where you're at and this is what you need to do, you know, and having therapy and having this show, um, to be able to fall back on and to look through videos and say like, Oh, this is what, this is where I'm at, and what I'm going through. You know, I would definitely have made a lot of mistakes.
0: Wow. Um, I'm glad I could help so, in I mean, that regard.
1: Definitely, uh, yeah. Thank you so much. I mean, it's, it's, it's been years of, <laughs> of going through, through videos, rewatching videos. And, uh, for a while, actually, I couldn't, um, I couldn't really tune in to show, uh, a lot of your shows or are, are live shows, so I was catching everything like secondhand. Oh, okay. I'm um, well, glad you I mean, caught a live one. A lot of it. yeah, I mean, after the smoke is cleared now, like I'm able to participate more and like you know, being in the member chats has been really great. Um, so yeah, it's it's just you know, it's it, it's really I think it I think I kind of just called in to really kind of reaffirm like what you say like life gets better you know it takes a lot um, and a lot of the stress doesn't always go away but you just kind of learn to you know handle it a little bit better you, you know you, you know we're, we're invested in this whether we like it or not and um, you know the best way to go about it is to stay plugged into you know like a network like this you yeah. know what I mean and to you know find positive ways to, to move forward
0: well I appreciate you calling in and sharing that thanks man
1: yeah, thank
0: thank you, man. You know, there is life after this, right? And I, you could tell in the guy's voice that was just on that that uh, I mean, he's still he's still in the middle of it. You can hear, you can feel it. But uh, once you have that hope back in your life that there is a chance that that things are going to get better, it that is life changing, and that's part of one of the things I try to do on this is just add a little. Give you some, give you some things that you can implement to help your situation, which ultimately leads to, uh, you basically getting your hope back. So I'm going to go now to uh, a return caller, uh, says basically dealing with my ex and the holidays. Hello, welcome to the show.
2: Hey, Dwayne, T. Solo.
0: Hey, T. Solo, how you doing this morning? Unfortunately, we're starting to run out of time, so <laughs> what's going on, this, man? A, this
2: will be real, quick. This will be real right. quick. But first of all, just that last guy that called, man, bless his heart, man. I, we've all been where he's at, and I just feel for him and just tell him to keep his head up. I, you can tell he's got a lot of pain in his voice, and I just hate that. I It yeah. really touched me. I'm talking, so. But uh on the, on the other side of that, I, we've all went through that stage. I just want to tell you the situation that happened and how things change and how you handle situations over time. I would, most recently, my ex uh, convict, uh, got COVID, basically, and it changed up her schedule about her time sharing and basically it was basically due to you know the quarantine restrictions I would have it was into my time. so listen, I said, let's just switch time so that way that you know you can do your quarantine and there's no danger anything well my ex wouldn't do it i
0: was gonna say what Um, you're bringing up logic and some good solution how dare you t solo (laughs) what were you thinking
2: (laughs) yeah and the funny thing was if that would have been three or four years ago i would have totally freaked out
0: oh right and it
2: had been such a big old deal it had been an argument and basically i just sent her the guidelines say listen i'm not stealing any of your time we're just switching times this week to next week, yeah. and then we'll get back on our regular schedule. It's not difficult, and so after two or three weeks, two or three days of just trying to her just trying to constantly like, you know, nag me and and get in oh, an wow. argument. She basically, I finally said, listen, I'm not going to do this, but what I will do is I may even pay your uh, your payment a little bit earlier, and that way I don't have to make back and forth trips because I'm the one who usually does all the dropping off. Right. Basically, what, the whole point of this story is after three and a half years, I've learned how to deal with it. Without getting emotionally attached, and basically at the end of the conversation, I got an okay. After three days of just constant texting, it was like okay. And yeah, that was. And I guess my point of the call is, you learn how to deal with your adversary. Yep. When you get emotionally attached and get feel good about yourself, and like I use the analogy, like in my call is a video game character is leveled up. I'm leveled up to the point now where I don't get emotionally, you know, one way or the other. And it's really good to be there. And for all the guys out there that's going through that, you will get there. I promise you. It may take a while, but you will. I was at the lowest point two years ago, where you know, and we've all been there. And now, over time, and you learn how to deal with these people, you do get better. And this got all the guys out there, just keep your heads up, guys, and keep working. You you can do this.
0: That's awesome, man. I appreciate you sharing that. And that's that's really the key. I mean, and the point of it is is that you don't. Uh... It's not like she's changed. She stayed the same person, but now it doesn't affect you the same way. Thanks, yes, man. And,
2: and you just learned that. Thanks, man.
0: No, go ahead. Go ahead. Say what you're going to say. You just learned what. Go for it. I wasn't trying to cut you off. Oh, I appreciate that though. But but, uh, anyways, um, you know what that that I ca- I mean, it makes me smile just because to to hear people. That that pivot, that pivot from... Because I I know, right? I mean, we've all been there. You come up, it's like, all right, here's a problem. Here's a reasonable solution. Doesn't affect anything. I'm not trying to steal anything from you. Let's just do this. And the answer is no. And N-O. Big, big no. And that's probably what comes back in the in the email, maybe. And your initial reaction is just to get PO'd and to want to be like, you crazy, you know, bleepity bleepity bleep. And it's it's like you realize after a while, I mean, okay. For instance, this COVID thing, when it started and, uh, you know, they were telling us it was going to be end times and, you know, mass graves and all that kind of stuff. And I'm thinking, holy crap, I'm like comorbid on a bunch of different levels for this thing. And I'm just like, okay, you know what? Uh, I'm uh, I'm going to offer up that we just who the kids basically plant themselves at one place for a while until the dust settles. Now, granted, in my situation, she did agree for me to let let me have two of the kids. But honestly, I was in the mindset where I'm like, you know what, I wasn't going to argue. You know, years before, I would have been just irritated and you know, just uh, I mean, granted, technically that one was an easy one, but I mean, you just get to the point where you understand what you're dealing with. You understand that you're dealing with somebody who's emotionally unstable and you don't take it personally anymore. You detach from the emotions and you're like, okay. And here's the crazy part with what T solo was saying is you do that and then they don't get the reaction. Well, they still want communication. They still want that connection. So sometimes, unless, unless they can get you all riled up and then it'll just be like, no. And then they'll stop talking to you. Right. And then you're going back to them, you know, trying to get them to reengage. But whenever you when they realize you don't really care and it's like, hey, you know what? Here's you know, you got co- sorry. You have- well, I don't know. You know, maybe you said sorry, but she had covid. But uh, you're like, hey, here's a solution. We can do this. Minimize the risk. Um, not a big deal. And uh, when she said no and you're like, well, all right. OK. You know, just trying to be helpful. It's like, wait, what, 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 you know, that's it. The conversation's over. It's just stupid, but they'll, they'll do stuff like that. It's like when they realize it's not working, then it's like, oh crap, I got to adjust my person, my, my approach so that it doesn't go the same. It's a, I can't even pronounce your name. Jules Verne. Jules, if I'm saying that right, says they are quite predictable. They really are. Ruben says, how could I love such a deceitful person? Because they didn't start out as a deceitful person, man. They started out as the perfect person that you were so lucky to meet. Heard that story multiple times. It could be if the woman's a target, the guy is Prince Charming. And uh, if it's the the guy is a target, I'm talking about straight relationships. So just, you know, they become who you, who the person you always wanted. And uh, you you believe the hype or you believe the illusion is a better way to say it. And then as they start to change because they can't maintain it, they, um, you know, you, you make excuses for it. So it's just, uh, it's, uh, it is a very common thing. So don't beat yourself up on that, man. I know we all have, I, I, and to be perfectly honest, uh, I went through the same same thing on that. We can talk about that more later because we are out of time. Holy crap, how did, how, where did the time go? On that, thank you guys so much for hanging out. Remember, tomorrow I won't be doing phone calls because I'll have Caleb on. We're going to be talking about what it's like to live on a boat and get your life back and get out from underneath all this stuff. So on that, be kind to yourself and uh, you know, don't take on any more stress than you really need to. On that, I just want to say thanks to all the channel members who are scrolling across the screen right now. You guys all help keep the lines open and the lights on, and I really and the software running. I really appreciate all the support. Uh, and on that, take care of yourself. Have a great rest of your day, and I will see you tomorrow.